0: So I feel like everyone is talking about their side hustles, the way that they want to bring more money in the door these days. Everyone's got that slight entrepreneurial spirit, which I love. Um, But you can get caught out, right? And I think one of the big ways people get caught out is tax. Are there particular areas you see people get caught out in on this?
1: Yes, absolutely. It's such a such a common thing with lots of people looking to, as you say, earn from side hustles or even just the the rise of self-employment, contracting, freelancing. Um, And a lot of people have there's some of these great myths that that hang around there that people get misinformed around. Um, One of which is that there is some sort of tax free threshold in New Zealand and people sort of say, well, if I'm only earning under a certain amount, I don't need to pay tax on it. And that's absolutely not the case. Um, IID are pretty firm on this, the The tax banding start at zero. So actually, you know, whatever income that you're earning outside of permanent employment as well, you absolutely need to pay tax on that. That's that's one of the biggies is don't get caught out thinking that you can actually just go and earn a side hustle income and not pay any tax on it.
0: Yes, yeah. I love that. Oh, no, I'm only making a couple of hundred bucks off this. Nobody minds. The taxman minds the
1: taxman minds well we get people who are maybe they've got a a permanent job somewhere for say i don't know fifty thousand dollars a year Mm. and then they start picking up some side hustle work and it's maybe i don't know a little bit of personal training or uh you know some some pieces of art that they're selling and they come to use our service and they said oh but the price of this service i'm selling is only five hundred dollars so i'm not earning much income and you say well actually no now you're earning fifty thousand and $500. $500. So as far as IRD are concerned, it's just one big pot of income, both PAYE and, and self-employed income, and you pay tax on all of it, unfortunately. So it's a, it's a thing, it's a common misconception that people have that actually, you know, a lot of the role that we try and play is around educating people as to how to take care of themselves from a tax perspective so that they don't get into any trouble.
0: Yeah, okay. So that's one obligation is if you're earning anything extra, you have to pay tax on it. Are there sort of other obligations that people need to be aware of?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I always talk from my own personal experience because I'm sort of the poster child for getting it wrong, which is why we started Henry in the first place is, you know, when, when I first started out contracting, um, I didn't even know you needed to pay ACC. And suddenly right. this bill arrived one day from ACC for an amount of money that I hadn't put aside for. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I was naive. I was, you know, I came here from the UK about eight years ago and didn't realize that there were these extra tax bills that just crop up. So, you know, again, one of those things to be really aware of is things like ACC and, and student loan and, and income tax. That's applicable on all of your income. Uh, some of it side hustle or PAYE or even if you're a full time contractor. Those things are things you have to absolutely be aware, for, uh, aware of and plan for.
0: Mm. What about things like GST because I feel like people talk about having to register for GST or sometimes even people talk about registering as a business mm, uh, mm. what sort of do you have to register for any of this
1: so it's it's an interesting one we it, registering for a business I'll start there is is something where we always talk about if you have um, if you're employing staff and you have inventory and creditors and you have multiple directors of this business absolutely go and you know register a business go and get accounting software. But a lot of people who are just sole traders, contractors, freelancers, they unnecessarily uh, register a business. I did the same thing. Again, poster child for this. I um, I actually just wanted business cards. And so in my my naive mind, I was like, well, in order to have business cards, I need a business. Yeah. So I registered a business. and And, you know, it does take quite a while to unwind that when you realize that there's absolutely no need if you're just maybe some side hustle income, or you're just a sole freelancer, sole trader, you get exactly the same treatment uh, for your personal tax, regardless of whether it comes through a business or not. Mm-hmm. And um, and the same goes for GST. People unnecessarily register for GST when actually the requirement is only that if you are earning over $60,000 in self-employed income in a year, mm-hmm. then you must register for GST. And mm-hmm. so people often get confused and they register as a business and then they register that business for GST. And the next thing you know, they're, they're looking at a massive uh, nightmare of tax admin.
0: And the problem is, of course, that um, I actually do genuinely think that the IRD tries to be friendly these days and tries to be helpful, but they're not allowed to give advice as such. So, and this is from personal experience, sometimes you get in touch and you say, what do I need to do? And they send you to all these links. Mm, mm. It's a little confusing
1: it is very confusing and i think you know like you say i think i idea are genuinely there to engage with people and actually provide them information Uh, unfortunately they have to cater for such a broad audience that some of the information they provide you can be quite complex or can have a lot of information that may not necessarily be relevant so Mm -hmm. a lot of what i suppose myself and the team spend a lot of time doing is being that translator that says well actually how do we translate what is actually required and take they're really, the really kind of the nub of it and give that to people so that they can understand exactly what their piece of it is rather than sort of just saying, oh, here are 12 articles about fringe benefit tax. Essentially, how do we talk to people in, in sort of a bit more kind of real terms based on um, what they need to know and, and sort of eliminate a lot of that stuff that they don't need to know?
0: What do you find is the, is, is there sort of two or three bits of information that you find apply to most situations?
1: Well, I think the the kind of questions we're often asked are things like um, things like do I need to be a registered business to mm-hmm. trade? And you know absolutely no, you don't. You can trade as a sole trader. There are no there are no tax breaks to your personal income by being a registered business. Um, and it's other things that you know we talked about GST, but also things like expense claims. What can mm-hmm. I claim as a business expense? And more often than not, um, the information that's out there is quite difficult to translate. Mm-hmm. And there's some quite nuanced things. So actually being able to, to provide people information around, well, what are things that are genuinely uh, business expenses and potentially where are the, the pitfalls where, again, through misinformation, perhaps people feel as though something should be a business expense. But actually, when you check with IRD, it's not.
0: Mm. Well, uh, yeah, on that point, can you get benefits back when you're dealing with taxes?
1: Well, it's it's again, it's one of those common misconceptions that you that you almost by raising business expenses, you're getting money back. Mm-hmm. And we spend a, you know, a bit of time sort of telling people, well, actually, the way that it works is by raising business expenses, what you're doing is reducing the amount of your income that you pay tax on. And um, a lot of times people will say, well, when when do I get that tax back? And I think that's, you know, people talk about tax refunds and there's this big thing of, well, that must be coming from expenses. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually the, the the net effect to your income tax rate from expenses is sometimes not very large. So if you think about it, say, if you earned uh, again, $50,000 from your self-employed income and you made a purchase of, of $2,000, let's say. Um, you would be required to pay tax on the net, on Mm $48,000. But actually, the difference in tax rate between earning $50,000 and earning $48,000 is not too substantial. So it's not like you get $2,000 back in your pocket. You'll just have your income tax rate reduced. Um, And again, that's one of those common misconceptions that's out there that people... You know, just really want that information. They really want to be have things explained to them in really simple terms because tax is a complex subject. And I think for quite a long time people have been confused and, and left to, to come up with things by themselves, which is where all these myths kind of start.